What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show. And just want to invite you to join us to listen to the Classic Metal Show every single Saturday from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern, live at theclassicmetalshow.com or in rebroadcast all throughout the week, whether you like the video or the audio, it is there in all the podcast places as well as on Rumble and Odyssey and BitChute and all those other places. So it is definitely out there. It's, it's definitely not for everybody. We are certainly um, renegades. Uh, if you like the old Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony type of content, that's exactly what we are doing. It's Sometimes it's dirty. Sometimes it's filthy. It's always funny. So make sure you tune in, theclassicmetalshow.com. Uh, join us each and every week and uh, make yourself laugh. Life's too short not to. All right. Peace. Chris Aiken presents, and once again, I am Chris Aiken, as always, and joining me today to talk about his band and um, is his great new EP, and I do say that with a lot of emphasis, because I have been rocking it and loving it. It's called Purgatory Awaits. It is out February the 25th, and um, it's a band that some of you probably don't know, and it's a, sh- it's a shame that you don't, because you've missed out on 10 years of good music, and um Hopefully today we're going to introduce you to something that you could start with, with, with new and then go backwards to the band is Ven Rez and joining me today to talk about Purgatory Rate Awaits and Ven Rez is Ven. Ven, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, Chris. Nice to meet you and be on your show. Absolutely, man. Well, dude, like I was telling you in text earlier this, this morning, man, mm-hmm. I've been a fan of your band for a good while, at least 10 years. And, you know, I, I've always said, and you know, it's funny because I get asked a lot about, tell me a new band that I might like, you know, it's the question I get and I throw your band's name in, but I almost feel bad throwing your band's name in now because you guys have been around for, you know, what, 15 years or something at this point. Well, no, I mean, we've been, you know, we did our first tour in December, 2010. We just have never had a record deal and uh, you know, the type of things that come along with it, you know. Sure. Uh, we've just been indie, so we've never had the benefit, you know, of commercial radio promotions and things of that nature. So I think we've released a lot of great music, although it's never been on the radio. So unless you saw, you've seen us on tour, you wouldn't know who we are. Sure. And, and you know, it, it really is a shame, too, that you guys came up at the tail end of the record company importance era if you guys would have come up now i think you would have had a much better chance you can look at a band like dirty honey that doesn't have a record deal but is obviously doing well because the the industry as a whole has taken to that finally to letting the independent Mm -hmm. artist make its own noise do you think that that you have a better shot now because the industry has changed so much than than maybe even like 10 years ago when everything was driven by who's paying what radio station X amount of money. Well, you know, I do. And I'll tell you why, because for a few reasons, number one, you know, I brought in a new, uh, very young and amazing rhythm section three and a half years ago. 
And uh, this lineup is the best I've ever been in the studio and on, and on stage live with. <clears throat> and also, you know, people may have different opinions, but even in today's technical world, with all the different, different avenues of, uh, to get music out there, the commercial radio still drives everything. And we've never had that. We do now. So um, I think if we would have had that years ago, we would have blown up years ago. Things sure. happen when they're, when they're supposed to happen. And we tried. You know, I mean, we did everything mm -hmm. that we possibly could. Uh, yeah, but uh, Pavement, uh, which is a Sony Ocher distributed label out of Chicago, they really know what they're doing with rock bands. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got fortunate. They found out about us and uh, really love us. They dig the music. They love the EP. And wow, they, they're just handling this release first class. You know, it's sure. just something I've never experienced before. Really. Sure. Well, and, and and that is the thing, especially with Pavement. Um, they, they, I remember the old days of Pavement because you can see by the white beard, I'm an older guy. <laughs> and and um, But I remember in the old days when Pavement, everything they put out was just bludgeoning metal when it was like Brick Bath and bands like right. that, like really heavy stuff. But it seems like now they've they've put their direction into stuff that could be radio friendly. It's radio friendly rock, but it's not soft. It's harder rock. And I'll point to you guys, and I'll point to the band Plush that they're obviously right. putting a ton of time and effort into as well. And they're picking the right time and the right bands for this time. I think. I think they are, and you know. Uh, Venray and Plush are two bands like that. I mean, we're not an average age of 21 or two all girl band like them. Right. You know, we're a badass boy band, but we, we're, we're, uh, we're uh, melodious. You know, we have two part harmonies, something similar to that hasn't really been heard since Alice in Chain. We're melodic uh, and uh, dark, and we can be heavy and we can be pretty. We're versatile. So, I really think right now is our time. And I love Plush. That girl can sing. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mariah, Mariah is actually a friend. And I mean, it's the the depth of her voice. I, I say it all the time. She is the best vocalist in rock, period. Not not female, not male. Just she's the best vocalist. She's got a great vocal. And if you're good friends with her, please tell her that I adore her. <laughs> you know what? That's a similar sentiment. Everybody, everybody says that. Everybody loves her. She's, and I, I know, and, and I don't want to turn this into a plush talk, but obviously, right. when you see when you see her and you see that band, the only thought I have is, how good is this band going to be five years ago, from now? Exactly. You know, and they're my label mates, so I don't sure. mind talking about them a little bit for sure. sure. You never know. We might tour together one day. Who knows? Oh, that'd be great. Well, and you know what? Your your band would fit on the kind of tours that they've been playing, which, you know, obviously that that has something to do with pavement as well. They they certainly get good good tours with those kind of bands. And I think uh, with Purgatory Awaits that this could be a very good time, you know, the whole world's opening up. Every band and their brother is going out on tour, which right. means that there's going to be opportunities, I think, for for a band like yours to get out there and play some opening gigs in front of an audience that is just starved for music after two, three years of sitting at home. Absolutely. And I can't wait to get out there and do it. It's been a while, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic kind of shut us down. 
And, uh, you know, Pavement signed us in April of 2021. So it's been, you know, by the time we were all, we were ready for a release, you know, we pretty much had to wait till now. So uh, it's been a long wait, but we're here. Sure. Thank God, finally, finally. Definitely. Here. Well, well, Ven, let's talk about Purgatory Awaits. Um, it's, uh, I'll say it this way. It, it's, it reminds me in a lot of ways, like if, if Buck Cherry and classic Guns N' Roses had a, had a bus crash, <laughs> whatever would be left would be Ven Ray, you know? So how, and I, I do think that I like that. Re- I like that analogy. That's unique. I've never heard anything from that one. Well, it, it just, it, it, it has the elements of all of that. Your vocal style, it doesn't, it reminds me of Axl Rose in the eighties. It doesn't fit anything else. And maybe it's just me, but I think Jason's guitar sound is the most unique, but familiar guitar sound all at the same time of, of just about anybody I've heard, man. That's the thing about our music. When you hear us, you know, it's like, you're thinking, geez, it sounds like something I've heard before. And then you quickly realize that you haven't, I mean, we're Mm -hmm. a four piece. He plays through two cabs and two heads. He literally makes one guitar sound like three. He's an absolute genius. He really is. I'm so blessed to work with him. Sure. Now, how is it, how is it writing with him? Because, you know, and I'll, and I'll just give you my, where my brain is at asking the question. A lot of times when you get a guy that has that kind of talent, they find themselves wanting to interject every little blast bit of noodling that they can possibly stuff into the song. (laughs) You never hear that on, on any of your albums. He plays to the parts which makes me yeah. think that you and him write together and he doesn't try to over overplay his part in the band. Is that it, it's sense? one of the most enjoyable experiences of my life writing uh, and recording with Jason Womack. Um, we mind melted years ago, you know, who knows what God has planned for us whether we blow up big or things go bad and we, we go away in the next year, either way, you know, sometimes you find these songwriters that are a magical combination. Sure. I mean, he knows what I'm thinking. I know what he's thinking. When I write stuff, he knows what I'm writing about. And uh, it's just flawless and seamless and effortless. Sure. It is. No and question. as time has gone by, you know, uh, I, he's really accepted some of my production change uh, ideas and deliveries and, and things like that. So, you know, I was pretty green when I started and he was not. Okay. So, uh, you know, as, as time has gone by, you know, the relationship has gotten better and I've been able to put more input in. But, you know, we just work together, together great. It's, sure. You know, I hear, a, you know. People putting putting them in straight jackets and a vocal booth and all this stuff, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really easy, and we're constantly writing and recording. In fact, uh, you know, we were up to the wee hours last night. That's why I'm still in beanie here, <laughs> uh, uh, writing and recording too from scratch. You know, okay. some I'll write lyrics. He'll put music to it. He'll give me music. I'll write lyrics to it, and then sometimes he'll just come over and we'll. He'll just start writing music and I'm writing lyrics 
you know, the studio's right there. Okay. So he has his desk. I do all my vocals. You know, my office is right here. I got my computer. Right. And, uh, you know, we did that twice last night. Uh, and I have an SM7 mic over here. And it really, you know, I sing my keeper vocals to the demos. So when we go in the studio to record a record or EP, whatever, you know, my vocals are done. Sure. Yeah, Very I'm already good. done. Yeah, I Absolutely. like doing it that way. I really do. Sure. And, and but it does take a rare, a rare combination of musicians to be able to do that. Specifically, what you're talking about, where there's not a pattern. It's not he brings you a piece of music every time and you lay vocals over it. Sometimes you know it's to different him. every time. You know, it just depends on what the situation is. If you want to see how special it is. Go to YouTube and put in Love Dance by Venray, and you'll think you're 1992 or three MTV Unplugged, right. you know, because the band is special. Although him and I alone, with him on acoustic, electric acoustic, and us singing together, check that out when you have some time. And okay. everybody watching the show, Love Dance by Venray, because, you know, we can strip it down. You know, some guys can't do that. We we strip these songs down acoustically and build them up from there. Sure. Now now, Ven, this this for this release, Purgatory Awaits. You went with an EP instead of a full length, mm -hmm. which I I say, bravo to that because so many bands that are releasing music right now are just they're turning. Out, I'm not saying they're turning out bad music, but they're turning out music that is just stuffed with all the negative energy of the last two years. And I, I mean, everything is just, it's either super yeah, pissed off or super somber, you know, and I don't, yeah, I, I don't get that vibe off of, off of Purgatory Awaits at all. I mean, no, I haven't changed my writing style. We, you know, and it's been painful, you know, mm -hmm. uh, obviously the, uh, the pandemic has been extremely painful for everybody, no matter sure. what you do. Um, although I haven't changed my songwriting style at all. Um, I did process some of the pain of it in some songs like cartoons on television, but you see, you don't really know it like the track mm -hmm. cartoons on television. That's really a combination of taking a stab at the government. Um, you know, what the pandemic restrictions have caused a lot of people and, and the George Floyd riots. It's really all of that rolled into one song, but very subtly. Sure. Yeah, no, you're right. And 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 that's one of the hallmarks. I mean, you've always kind of taken those jabs. And some of them are a little more overt than others if you listen through <laughs> the entire career. I have to. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, the, the worst thing you could be is preachy. Because especially in today's world, if you're preachy in today's world, no matter what you're preaching, I don't care what you're preaching. If you're preaching that it's that the sun is hot, you're gonna get 50% of the people are gonna say, No, it's not. You know, nobody wants to be preached to. And mm -hmm. you know what? I, in the years I've been doing it and look, watching other bands and opening bands and, you know, people who dig rock music, they know something that's real, mm -hmm. you know, and you look at uh, Jeremy, you know, by Pearl Jam, you look at bands like uh, Alice in Chains and also Nirvana in younger people and you see it in the rap music and such as well and hip hop, you know, 
if it's real and it's coming from the heart and soul of the songwriter, they know, they know the difference between choreograph shows and real deals. And, uh, I think as long as you're writing from your heart and soul and it's real, you're, you're not being selfish. You're just sharing out to the universe experiences. I think the fans really like that. I think, and they know, they know the difference. They really do. Right. But uh, you don't have to look any further than Bruce Springsteen to see that. I mean, that guy, exactly. he doesn't have the most talent in anything. He's not the most talented guitar player. He's not the most talented singer. But but especially if you listen to the first five or six of his albums, you know that they're from the heart. And those are the mm-hmm. ones that people still talk about today, 50 years later or whatever it's been. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think Hendrix was similar. Hendrix, yeah. Yeah, fantastic uh, songwriter, guitar player, not a not the greatest singer. Sure. You know, you know, even Jim Morrison, he wasn't really a singer; he was a poet, but he pulled it off really well. Sure, and I mean, you can even go somewhat more modern, even like a U two. You know, I mean, Bono doesn't have the greatest voice in the world. It's okay, but but boy, well, in that range, sick. yeah, you know, he sings in a certain range. That range Bono sings in. Very few people can own that range. No, you know, I, I, you know, I just happen to think he's extremely talented. I wasn't arguing that point. I'm just saying, he's not, <laughs> I, I mean, look, you can't argue 150 million sales, no matter, no matter what. There's nobody oh, sells 150 million records and sucks. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, you have things that just work. You know, I'm not Bono. I'm not Mick Jagger. I'm not sure. Steven Tyler. You know you know you know david bowie or anybody like that i'm me right you know although when you put all the pieces of the whole band together it's just a very finely working clock and so you 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 don't have to be the greatest singer in the world Mm -hmm. but if everything is working it, it becomes something very 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 special so uh you know i don't really compare myself to anyone although you know when you're a new band on the rise, you get compared to a lot of people. Sure. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- you're right. I think I think that's that's natural. You know, Steven Tyler, I just I love his voice. Sure. Yeah. And and if you're compared to Steven Tyler, nobody's gonna argue that too hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you, the worst review I ever got was yeah. very early in my career. Um and it was also the biggest compliment that I ever got. We were playing some stupid music festival in Venice Beach. Okay. And the person who reviewed us said that we were a convenient bathroom break and that I sounded like Audio Slave. And I'm like, oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you insulted me and gave me one of the biggest compliments of my yeah. career starting off by telling me I'm a convenient bathroom break and I sound like audio slave. Okay. So since we weren't doing reggae on the beach, we sucked. But that was probably the biggest compliment I think I ever received. Yeah, wow. That's a, <laughs> that, that's somebody who didn't know his own profession to know how to, <laughs> how to say something bad. Oh, you sound like one of the arguably greatest 20 music, 20 singers of all time. But we don't like you. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris Cornell uh, was uh, an am- amazing, an incredible talent. There's yeah. no question about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, Ven, let's let's talk about a couple of songs on on the record itself. The well, the one thing, it, and it's really not so much about. It's about all the songs and none of the songs. I listened to the EP, and unlike your other releases, there's not like a 
a true standout track this time. There's not one that stands above the others, at least to my ear. It's just a very consistent, solid six songs. Was that a purpose move or was it that you well, just didn't Well, I mean, write? we have a lot of material, man. I probably got seven records worth of stuff because Jason and I just keep writing. Okay. I sent what I thought were, you know, uh, 12 of the best songs uh, at, the, at the time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was the label, Pavement, that wanted to do an EP. Okay. Uh, and, you know, there was a seventh song they kind of wanted on there, but I felt it would be better to have less is more and go with six. Sure. Right? And, you know, the six that we all agreed upon and then putting them in the right album order, and I'm glad to hear from you, I guess it worked. Because, now you know, you're the first feedback on that. Okay. You know, that it that it did. They're different songs, but they're all within the flow. You know, you you know, if, if you listen to it and if you heard it all on any of a, them on the radio, you'd know it's it, it's the Benrez rock band. I think. Right. I think it's Certainly. pretty consistent. And and yet the one song, yeah, not that not that it stands above the others, but is probably the most different than pretty much anything that I've heard in your career, and I think I've heard all the all the records, is Gin Fizz. Gin Fizz just sounds unique to what you do. I think it's the best song on the record. And uh, uh, I believe it's one of the top five of the best songs out of well over 150 I've written with Jason. I I really think it's a very special song. Uh, It's a special song to me and what I'm writing about. A lot of it has to go back uh, to my childhood and my earlier relationships and people. People I loved a lot who left the earth way too soon. And, um, you know, what life was really like for me when I was much younger and struggling week to week, you know, paycheck right. to paycheck, things of, that, things of that particular nature. And Jason just did an amazing job with the music. And I think the guitars on it are just the breakdown, you know, before you go into the, uh, you know, after the second hook is, I, I just think some of his best work. I really do. Sure. Now, 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 Ven, I know you always want to have a hit with whatever song it is. You always want to have that breakthrough hit. But mm-hmm. I'm always curious if you would want it to be a song like Gin Fizz that is so personal to yourself. Because then every time for the rest of your life that you sing the song, you got to remember, you know, a hard time. The, the hard time that led to those words. Would it be difficult if that was the song that was the breakout song? No, it wouldn't. And, I, you know, I don't know what the label's going to want to do, but if we're going to drop a second single off the CP, that would be my choice. And, you know, yeah. you come out with Show Me, uh, and it's a great Rocky song. With You know, it's got a good hook. You know, the bass line's great. Gabe came up with my bass player, Gabe Masca. Um and then, you know, if you build a big following behind a push on that, maybe you extend the radio promotion a few more weeks and then drop that one on them. I think it'd be beautiful. And no, I, I, I would love that. I really, Absolutely. I really would. Because I've grown through all of it. Sure. You, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, you, you know, you don't sit there and, and, and uh, depress daily over big losses. They just become a part of who you are. That's life. You know, life's sure. about loss. Yeah, no. But the average person doesn't have to sing and re, re, be reminded of it every single day either. 
That's the difference. No, I'm sending that message out <laughs> to the world. And, you know, the more millions that get to listen to it and dig it, you know, that, I mean, that's what, that's what, that's why I write the stuff and hope right. that will happen. You know, so, I, there's nothing I would love more. Sure. No, no question. Yeah. Well, Vin, um, obviously the world is sort of kind of opening up, I guess. Um, tour plans too early to tell not not able to make plans yet until you see what happens what well we have some good people behind us you know besides pavement our management company is concrete marketing you know bob okay. party yeah i think they're only second to the firm you know they did they've worked with us on and off you know they're the ones that got us on tour with fuel which are our first usa tour super bowl village show Sure. You know, they got us on tour with Alice Cooper. They got us on tour with Slash. We did a monstrous Euro tour with Buck Cherry and Hardcore Superstar. They got us on all of that. So I think they're going to start adding to radio beginning tomorrow. Okay. Uh, on the 28th, that should pick up. And according to our manager, uh, Bob Chaparty, Concrete Marketing, out in, well, they were out of New York. They're now in Nashville. Um, moving to the, the red states you know he thinks by the second or third week of march we're going to really know how well our singles charting okay we got eric baker who got plush all the way to number three on the same modern active billboard rock charts that he thinks we're going to crack crack the top 10 or five as well Great. we'll have to wait and see you have to have some ammunition mm -hmm. um you know to go out there to bands that are going to want you because they know that a lot of people are going to want to see you, you know, it, it's about ticket sales and, mm -hmm. you know, and if you want to go out and get paid and it's not cheap to tour, you know, you got to prove that you can draw. And that, and that's why you're seeing, you know, three bands touring together a, a sure. lot in this day and age. Like, I think just like, uh, you know, uh, Bush and Stone Temple Pilots and uh, some other big nineties band just finished doing a big tour together. You know, you, you need to do that. I think we'll probably be third up, you know, to two mm -hmm. 90s type bands, probably. I'm guessing something sure. like that would work. I mean, I'd love to just go out and be direct to Greta Van Fleet. But I mean, even winning a Grammy for their first record, you know, I mean, they're opening for Metallica. So, yeah, well, you just never know, know what could happen. But I think, um, you know, maybe third up to a nice three band, you know, two other bands that were, that were huge 90s bands. Someone like Bush, Stone sure. Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, you know, something from that avenue, I think would, would work really well. But who knows? You know, they can get us on tour with about everybody. But it's so late. Mm -hmm. Things are getting booked. The competition's tight. So I don't think we'd be direct support no matter how much noise we make. I think we'd be like third up. Yeah, sure. Probably something like that, which is fine. Right. Well, let's hope it happens, man. Um, I'll tell you what. Probably Vin, May, May or June, USA. Very May cool. or June. Well, Vin, where should we tell people to go to keep up with the band and um, get tour dates and you and all that stuff? Well, you want to, you know, for, uh, you know, definitely our website, which is Venrez, V E N R E Z theband.com b-e-n-r-e-z theband.com you're going to get all the news there sign up for our email list and uh you'll know everything um of course on facebook 
you know, facebook.com forward slash veterans, V-E-N-R-E-Z. You know, that's where you're going to, you know, pretty much get all that kind of info. All right. Great. Well, one more time, Ven. The the album is Purgatory. The EP is Purgatory Awaits. It is out Friday. And um, the band, of course, is Venrez. And uh, Ven, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken Presents. Can I say one last thing? You can. Okay. Show me the single and ATM machine were released indie before we got signed. And they're on the record. My drummer's French and got trapped in France and couldn't leave the country. <clears throat> So guess who drummed for the six songs? I'm assuming it might be uh, the guy sitting in front of me. <laughs> Stephen Perkins from Jane's. Oh, Addiction. no kidding. From That's right. From, from Jane's. Yeah. Evil words, gin fizz, cartoons, and each and every day are Stephen Perkins. Perk from Jane's Addiction on those four songs. A little surprise. Nice. That doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Pleasure being on the show. I love being... You know, you're the first one. I've done a lot of interviews so far, but you're the first one who, you know, really is familiar with the band. And it's oh, cool. so nice to talk to you and talk to people that are familiar with the band. Sure. Very cool, man. <laughs>